Welcome to Campfire Chronicles. This is episode 6, and it is October 3rd, 2015. It is Saturday, and it is 9 p.m. Yes, yes. And I am Robbie Huang, and we have here... Andrew Lin. And we're actually in the same room this time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have eye contact and real conversation. (laughs) Um, So first off, a bit of news. And that news is that there was a contest run by the National Parks. And the National Park Foundation. And it's called Find Your Park. Yeah, it's the Find Your Park Expedition. And basically, um, they were choosing... Basically, they chose like eight people who have some sort of social media following to go on this trip to Mesa Verde. We applied and we got it. Um, Only one of us can go, though, so I'm going to be going. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I don't know. I guess we should thank the corporate sponsors or something. Uh, Yeah, we've thanked them enough, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's actually pretty cool. They they gave you, like, uh, a stipend, basically, to go. Yeah, REI and Columbia gave me... More clothes than any one person would ever need. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got this like light green Marty McFly vest. Maybe we'll do a giveaway with oh, some of this Oh, dude, yeah. I got this great. like... We need to do a video just like showing... Like, we can do like a video where you just rapidly take off... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really oh, we cool. should do a video like uh, some sort of like gearing up montage. <laughs> and it's just That'll all be awesome. <laughs> and you just like keep putting and on put clothes. put sunglasses on at the end. <laughs> Speaking of which, you could use some new glasses. Yeah, we were filming today, and the left, <laughs> the left little handlebar thing on my glasses fell off. <laughs> I'm still wearing them. And <laughs> yeah, what do you call those? The frame? I don't know. The whole thing's uh, a frame. Yeah. I don't know. Just the flappy parts on the side that yeah, go over the your little ears. Ear, ear grabber. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of making videos, what on earth is the status of the Yosemite video? Because I just looked at the trip. We were there on like August sixth. It is now close to October 6th. Well, we've been working on it. Uh, there's still quite a bit to go, though. You know, I, they just take a long time to make. Well, that... I mean, we're so busy, and we've got this Metro Park video thing going on. We're making videos for the Columbus Metro Parks, um, and I mean, we're not getting paid or anything, but it's like something. Yeah, it's like a collaboration. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are actually been really cool. Like, we've filmed the past two days on that. We've been editing Yosemite while we're at it, too. Mm-hmm. But anyways, all that's to say that Yosemite is probably going to be coming around maybe late October. Like yeah, We thought yeah. we might be able to do it sooner, but Andrew's going to be leaving on his trip on October 10th. Yeah, which is one week from now, which is really yeah. weird. I don't know what I'm Yeah, gonna... that's like ne- the end of next week. Yeah, yeah and then, I mean, you got to like film and stuff while you're there, and you're going to have to do it all on your own. <laughs> <laughs> got to practice that steady cam. So good luck with that. <laughs> okay, well, why don't we just go right into some questions? Because I know people have okay, asked yeah, us yeah. some questions since last time. Yeah, so really good question uh, from... <laughs> <laughs> it's from somebody. He's straining to see who it's from. I'm just going to throw a name out there. Emmanuel Mockler. <laughs> No, it's from uh, <laughs> um, both Sir Dan and someone named Dan Val asked a question. Funny, they both have Dan in their name. That but... is really funny. Maybe they're the same person. <laughs> um, so who would you say are some of your musical influences? What kind of music are you guys into? Um, favorite music, bands, game music. Personally, the Halo 3 ODST soundtrack is some of my favorite music ever. That was Dan Val who said that. Oh, nice. Would they both ask that question or just Dan Yeah, Val? they both pretty much asked that. Okay, um, I might as well go first, because I got... Man, the list goes on and on, but 
the big top ones, Nobuo Uematsu, mm. who is the Final Fantasy composer, Yoko Shimomura, who is the, probably most famously she did Kingdom Hearts, but Street Fighter 2, she did that soundtrack. Super Mario RPG, just tons of different soundtracks. Um, Joe Hisaishi, he did all the Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, Joe Hisaishi is amazing. Yeah, he's like... There's a song in Red River Gorge when we go to Hanson's Point, and we base that off of one of his songs. And sometimes we'll put placeholder music in before we actually like make our own music. It's a big mistake. It's a huge mistake because then you're trying to like live up to their music. And let me tell you something. Living up to Joe Hisaishi's music is a task that I would not wish upon anybody. <laughs> but yeah, musical influences. Probably game music is the main thing that really has inspired us. And for me personally, I think a lot of Japanese music in general, there's a band called Schroeder Heads, which is like one of my favorite bands right now. You want to get on? No one, no one told me the... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get on? Yeah, give me a second. Okay, Brian's going to join us okay. in a minute. We're going to... Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Japanese music is one of my... I don't know. For some reason, I gravitate towards Japanese music a lot, but... um, Actually, it's interesting because we've been talking about this like... You, the music that we gravitate towards really matches our personality because, like, oh, you yeah. like fast, upbeat music, which I do too sometimes. But the music I gravitate most towards is like that trip hop, the history music. Yeah. I don't know how to like ambient. Yeah, like the some, album Leaf. If you've ever heard of them, that's a very oh, album. I, I should look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some um, look some songs up if you want to know what I'm talking about. New Jobbies, Arurian Dance. Uh, Gift of Nature by Snow Fox Apprentice, Apprentice, and Fourteen Question Mark by Lucid Interval, or maybe it's vice versa. I don't know which one's the artist or which is the song. But. Okay, favorite music. I would have to say, if I have to give an answer, I would say classic rock. No, um, no, no uh, specifics. Like, oh, who like, you like? Who? Um, no, it's just a general question. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I could say like uh, Leonard Skinner, Eric Clapton, uh, Almond Brothers Band. That's um, your favorite music. I like a lot of that stuff, yeah. I've never heard you listen to that ever. <laughs> really? Well, I thought you liked I mean, like Andy McKee. No, 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 I do. I like that too. I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love stuff with like really good acoustic guitars or like oh. some any anything that has like really good guitar riffs in them. Uh, like uh, I, I actually started playing guitar because of uh, John Mayer, and I really liked how his guitar wasn't like your generic power chords and uh, just like really basic stuff. It was very interesting and like it was really fun to play on a guitar and then i like started listening to things like andy mckee i don't did you introduce us to andy mckee youtube i no, think in I, general. yeah we found yeah yeah, yeah candy rat like yeah. the candy rat drifting yeah yeah that dude is a very cool guy like him and yeah. um don ross right they make some incredible music yeah, speaking of candy rat stuff. records my two favorite bands like two of my favorite bands are both from candy rat records and i found out about them from their youtube videos but the reign of kendo and the lydian collective are both just randomly they happen to be on candy rat records but they're like my favorite ever you know it's funny because i like i love all sorts of different music and i know what kind of music i like but there's like not one band that i'm really attached to the closest I've come is Michael Franti and Spearhead. Like I have, I've actually yeah, been we were concerts. really into yeah. them for a long time. But I like his like pre 2012 stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like he when he got hit it big, like his music was just like a little. It's he didn't poppy. have a political message anymore, yeah. and that's kind of what we listened to. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like from a mu- musical standpoint, I feel like it got less sophisticated. Like oh, you might be right. Got more poppy yeah. and 
It didn't have like quite as much. Soul. Once you go mainstream, you gotta appease the mainstream so you can stay relevant. That's, Maybe it's like actually it's something I noticed with Taylor Swift. She started with like being pretty country, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, if you listen to her music now, it's all like very pop because I mean, I can't it's say what people I've want. only heard one of her songs is that "Shake It Off" song. That's actually yeah. a surprisingly catchy song. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we do it in our Zumba classes all the time, but I, I don't think I've actually. Yeah. Well, I actually like <laughs> turned on the radio for like the first time and listened to like WNCI after like I don't know months because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have anything else to listen to, <laughs> and like I heard one of her new songs. And uh, what is WNCI? Is that the it's just like PBS? Columbus's yeah, like top pop radio? Station. Yeah. Oh, but she has this new song. Yes. I can't even remember what it's called, but her music like sounds like every other pers- every <laughs> other you know pop artist's songs now. It's so weird because I feel like. A lot of popular music is really, it's not that easy to listen to. Like, some of it is, but some of it, like you, like Lady Gaga's music, you have to listen to it a few times before you start enjoying it. And it's like, it's weird that something so popular is so not immediately gratifying. Yeah, because usually you think that pop songs are just like junk food for the ears, but yeah. I guess that's not the case anymore. You know what's funny is that when I was a kid... I didn't really know, like, I knew what type of music I liked, which was video game music. I loved all sorts of video game music, but you couldn't really hear it on the radio, and it's not what other people listen to. So I went through, like, a period when I was young where I was trying to, like, like music that I didn't like. Like, I remember I used to listen to the, you know, Master P, and... (laughs) Oh, what was the other? Mystical. Oh, my God. <laughs> no Limit Records. That's what it was called. So just like some of my friends were into it, and they were like so into it. I was like, oh, I should probably be in this into this too, right? And I would listen to the music, and it just would not connect with me. And I think that that's kind of like a, it's both like been a struggle, but also I kind of like it at the same time is that the music that I like, nobody even knows what it is. Mm. That's one problem is like a lot of the people I'm friends with in Columbus, like... <laughs> That's like a lot of what they talk about is the music they go to, like the local bands and the scenes oh, and yeah. whatever. And I'm like, I don't go, I don't. you know. <laughs> so I, I just say care. I listen to CD 102. That's <laughs> so like what the cool kids listen. <laughs> Which I actually do like some stuff on there. But NPR also has good music. Let me do. ask you guys this question: Do you think that there is objectively bad music? Like, do you think that certain like pop music does it have inherently less value than other music, or does other certain? I think I will say okay. I'm gonna go out and say that I do think pop value has less value. Pop music has less value, only because pop music is like the kind of music that's churned out. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm. so I mean, like the song "Call Me Maybe." You know, like I don't get anything. Like, okay, I was gonna say this earlier, but the kind of music that really appeals to me is music that I find more complex. So if it's got like some really good harmonies going on, like I just love listening to those, you know, listen to the song over and over and hearing those. If it's got, you know, really deep lyrics or something, just interesting lyrics. I like, I like that kind of stuff. But when when you think about pop, you think about very boring, very generic lyrics, Mm -hmm. very generic chords and like chord progression, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's hard to say because, I don't know, I, I feel like I want to say that objectively there is bad music, but then again, I'm like, when you listen to something long enough, you start to enjoy it sometimes. Like mm. like Lady Gaga, I didn't like her music at all, and I I mean, I still, like, I don't think about her ever, but <laughs> if I hear one of her songs, then I'm like, oh yeah, I, I could... See, I've thought about this question a lot, and my thing is, is that you can enjoy different music 
on different levels, just in the same way you enjoy certain people on different levels. Mm. Like I have acquaintances that they're great to be around for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, Oh, this is great, but I don't want to be around them for any longer. Than that. And you know, I think that's okay. Like it's okay to just have music. That's there's a great example is uh Macklemore's song. Can't hold us. You guys know that song, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. ceiling can't hold us. Yeah. Like yeah. The ceiling, you know, I don't know that one. You, you know, it. you know, it. <laughs> but, um, that is a great song once or twice. And then after that, it's like, for some reason, there's just like no depth to it, but I still think it's a great song. But would I put it in like the top even a hundred songs I've ever heard? No. No. And it's just weird because like certain songs, they just don't have like that depth or that yeah. value. Like you were saying, yeah. like there's no, that's like actually how I decide what I put on my iPod and stuff is because uh. I, whenever I put a song on there, I'm like, would I actually listen to this more than <laughs> twice or three times? Like yeah. if it came up on shuffle, would I just skip it immediately? Lyrics to me are a huge part also. Like, oh yeah, if something is really poetic, then I love it. Like, uh, and a lot of like some hip hop songs actually are very poetic with their lyrics. Like I know everyone's always like, oh, I don't like country or hip hop, but mm-hmm. a lot of hip hop is really great. Um, Oh no! Clever lyrics is just awesome. Yeah. The other that, thing, that's another thing is about lyrics. Sorry, I'm just gonna yeah, say this really quick. Is that when we we write our own music for Adventure Archives? But I will go out and say that I cannot write lyrics. You know, I can't write a damn what, whatever the phrasing is. <laughs> I can't write lyrics worth a damn. Worth a damn. Yes, I can't write them worth a damn. So anytime I hear good lyrics, I really appreciate it because I'm like yeah. that. That's you know takes skill to write something that's meaningful yeah. yet you know really fits the song and things yeah. like that and rhymes yeah um another genre of music i like when i when i'm in the mood for more upbeat dancing music funk music man 70s funk music oh, is my yeah. thing like yeah. yeah Bee Gees, earth wind and fire michael jackson <laughs> like jamiroquai yeah jamiroquai oh, yeah like how come no clubs play that music how come it's all like boom 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 boom? Like, I want to dance. <laughs> oh, gotta gotta also give a shout out to Ronald Jenkins. I love. Oh, I've really Jenkins, been yeah. into like electronic music. Not like um, not the um, what's it dubstep. called? Not dubstep and not techno, but just, <laughs> yeah. I'm like your translator. <laughs> I'm like Luther at the end. <laughs> but like Ronald Jenkins and a lot of that kind of stuff, man. I when it's good, it's good. Oh yeah. Really no, good. I think just like the the fundamental takeaway, and I think this is it for most people, is that you have music, you like all sorts of music, if you are honest with yourself and acknowledge that you like all different types of music, mm-hmm. but there's certain types that you gravitate towards, yeah. and you're like, this is my vibe, yeah. you know, like, this is the key of my body, for yeah. some reason, like, there's certain songs, like, sometimes, for some reason, key of E-flat major, <laughs> or, yeah, I think it's E-flat major for me, like, like the top five songs of all time for me are in E flat major, and I think it's just like, you know, every time I hear Bruno Mars's song, uh, downtown, whatever, uptown funk, yeah, and Macklemore's new song music. is downtown. <laughs> every time I hear that, I'm like, I gotta dance. Um, but although ironically, the music video is dancing is really so. Yeah, that was like so disappointing. Have you seen the music yeah, video? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like uptown folk gonna give it to you, and it like builds yeah, up, yeah, and then, and then they're, like, they're just like doing this dumb move. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like barely dancing. I'm like, I thought they were gonna like jump off a cliff or something. <laughs> also, um, old country is better than new country. Old hip hop better than new hip hop in general. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't just, understand new country. It, it's funny. I could write a new country because a, a question that comes up often when you talk with like friends and stuff is, what kind of music do you like? And uh-huh. I've never been able to give people a real like dirt like just straight up throw an answer in their face because uh-huh. i always have to be like oh well you know it's kind of this or that but i would say that anything 
I guess this comes from my musical background, but like anything that I feel would be fun to play, like on a guitar, I generally enjoy because I like a lot of. When I think about, I like a lot of songs that have really fun things to play on guitar. That's funny because I used to have trouble with that question, and especially because when I was younger, I was embarrassed of the answer. But now I just tell people, and it's like so easy. I say I like video game music. Mm -hmm. It's just very easy because. You, if you know it, you got an instant mental picture of what type of music I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And if you don't know it, it doesn't really matter yeah. either way. You can just you got your answer, and we can <laughs> move know, on to the next. Subject. Somebody once asked me, I, I told them I liked video game music, and someone once asked me like, "What do you, what do you like? What do you mean by video game music?" And like, obviously they didn't mean like, obviously they knew I meant music for yeah. video games. But I, what I told them was like, you know, when I think of regular, you know, just someone sitting down and writing a song for like the radio this it's just a song that they've come up with you know yeah but when i think Mm -hmm. about video game music and when i play video games and i hear that music i think of someone who is given like like a vision picture or vision and being like write a song for what you think of like this yeah how it kept like and then yeah yeah, because because like okay so we talked about adventure uh not adventure <laughs> crystal chronicles, yes, crystal chronicles. <laughs> on on this and uh um all of us here love the crystal chronicles music it's actually um i wouldn't say it's an influence on our music but it's definitely uh, like i would okay yeah yeah <laughs> actually no, you know you're right it it's just i've never written anything that i would consider on par with it um but fact, when you listen that sheet music out yeah copy. but when you listen to that music like you can just imagine Oh, like yourself. On a journey, man. They're yeah, on a journey. It's like, like you hear, <laughs> yeah, you're like you're in a dark woods or cave <laughs> yeah. or something, and and that's how I feel about video game music. Is you listen to it and you can oh, yeah. picture something in your mind about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's like when I listen to music, lots of times I want to be taken to another world. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I think, uh, but music's not really like a background noise type of thing for mm. us. I think mm. for most people too, it's got to be like a. Like nearly transcendental experience. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Kind it's of like music. that flow experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's why I love funk, man. It's so smooth and like. Mm. I don't. It, well, it's funny because <laughs> funk is the upbeat <laughs> music I like. <laughs> and it, as far as upbeat music goes, I feel like funk is like sort of softer because they have like bongos and stuff sometimes mm, and yeah. like. Like whereas eighties music is a lot harsher, I think. Yeah, I just like that soft music. Eighties music's, you know, eighties music is like it's like uh, me and that. Uh, what's the sound? The the Morse code oh, sound. sound. <laughs> it's like I go overboard with that Morse code sound, and then eighties music goes overboard with the synthesizer. Like, well, you know what? This song needs a little more synthesizer. <laughs> I, I, I got a fever. And the only prescription Morse, is Morse, Morse code, code and electronic keyboard. <laughs> Robbie Huang <laughs> signature <laughs> style. <laughs> okay, uh, so Andrew's gonna read the next question if he can see it. And yeah, so the next question it. is, what are your favorite pieces of gear, uh, knives, tents, etc.? And that is from... Someone. Woods Trekka Adventures. Ah, good old Woods Trekka. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if he's right. a Star Trek. Oh, I know Andrew's answer. <laughs> yeah, knives, man. I love uh, knives. I, I obsessed about knives for a while. <laughs> and he has a knife he was supposed to make me, make for me on my yet. birthday, and he hasn't done it yet. Actually, yeah, I got two um, Mora so blank... under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought two Mora blank knives, and I got, like, a bunch of pieces of wood. But I need <sighs> I need to go up to Thomas's dad and be like, okay, I need to use your power tools. <laughs> he already <laughs> said I could. I just haven't gotten around to it. But, yeah. but you talking, know, is this camping gear or just gear in general? Just gear, just gear in well, general. Well, I don't know. I guess... I mean, camping gear. gear but... 
You can say whatever you want. No, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as far as knives go, like, man, I like it's funny because uh, bushcraft knives. When I first saw them, I was like, that just looks like a kitchen paring knife. But um, I've gained such an appreciation for them, and like, I love the. My favorite kind of knife is like this traditional looking one with like wooden handles and stuff. I don't like so much the tactical military looking stuff. Um, but I will say that I only own like two full knives and one pocket knife. So I'm not as like, I don't have like a bucket full of knives. Like well, some at some point, how many, how many knives do you need? I don't know. Well, so, I don't know. People like collecting <laughs> one, <I> two, <laughs> which I can understand, but I mean, collecting's fun, but I also feel like collecting can you, become You need a enough to fill the void in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fill that knife-shaped hole in your soul, right? <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> Brian, do you have one off the top of your head? I do. I think you guys probably know what I'm going to say. It, it's Well, Andrew probably knows what it is right now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's my hammock. Um, <laughs> actually, I could, actually, anything, any recently acquired piece of gear probably comes my favorite piece of gear at the time. <laughs> um, but, but, like... Um, I really like the hammock because it's just... <laughs> I really like the hammock. <laughs> I really like the vest. <laughs> uh, but it's I just... I tell, sir. <laughs> it's been, like, a big change for from, you know, tent camping because it's just so much more comfortable. Mm. And I've, I've said this before, but, like, a good night's sleep when you're camping is really important for me. Yeah. To have, like, enough energy for the next day. I don't want to keep waking up yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's also, it's, you know, when you think about it, it's super crucial just for any time. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. especially when you're hiking because yeah. you don't have, like, a set meal or, like, you know, not, like, a nice big meal and mm-hmm. you're always moving all the times so you're spending a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, every like I said, every time I get a new piece of gear, I start liking that gear. When I first got my my sleeping bag, the really nice sleeping bag, I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to crawl into my sleeping bag at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Probably for me, I got my camping gear is awesome. Like my sleeping bag and my tent. I've had my tent for eight years and my sleeping bag for six, almost seven, and those have been rock solid. My sleeping bag's too big, but. It's like super warm, which is all that counts for me. But like as far as gear goes, uh, camera gear is like what I obsess over. Like I, you know, sometimes I'll spend whole mornings looking at lenses, and I'll just be like on bhphoto.com, and I'll just be looking at like that'd be a good lens to have. (laughs) And then I'll be like, oh man, if we only had that lens, our videos would be perfect. (laughs) It's like the ultimate sickness. You just constantly think about it. But yeah, the camera we got now, it's just like. It's called the Panasonic GH4, and it's like such a nice camera. And we're about to add to the arsenal with the A7S2. Oh man! And man, just nighttime shots. Yeah, it's. I want to. It's just fun to have like your. We were just talking about that in line today at the the gyro place. (laughs) But we're talking about everyday carry and like how just having like your gear that you carry every day is just like so much fun. Or just like the like your companion, like this little audio box right here. (laughs) Like it's just nice to have like something that you're like, this is my my thing that does this and it does it really well and i <laughs> yeah. researched it and then it's actually a good buy and it's yeah just, it's always yeah. nice knowing you have something there that's super reliable you can yeah. always rely on i want to get around to getting a making a bug out bag for that reason so it's, it's like oh man i got this little bag that's all i need oh yeah well i don't know if i've told you guys this but these are the only pair of pants i own right now oh really you yeah. actually did i got rid of all of them that's awesome and these are these were god these were expensive these are like 175 dollars but I figure these are the only pair of pants I own. I want them to be really good. They are really good. Why would I need any others? Like, that's kind of like my, I mean, that's just my mentality for a lot of things, but I'm like super minimalist in the sense that I just like having one good thing 
that does the job right. <laughs> it's funny because I, I kept talking about how I want to empty out my closet and just donate all my clothes and like, then I get this thing and REI gives me like a, a buttload of clothes. <laughs> well, you can well, throw away all your other clothes. Now. No, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm planning <laughs> on it. Man. I'm gonna donate that to you. Gotta you gotta wash your clothes if you're gonna only have like two pairs. Though. <laughs> this is true. I only have four or just pairs. Tell of nobody. Socks. Don't tell anyone that you haven't washed. <laughs> I'm I'm also trying to buy only made in USA clothes and. Besides this shirt, everything I'm wearing... Oh, my underwear is not made in USA. I haven't gotten around to that. Like, you know, there's some. There's a site called Flint and Tender. They, they're like the only made in USA like volume manufacturer. I don't know. Huh. But anyways, their underwear is $30 a pair. I'm like, I want to support made in USA as much as the next guy. But $30 for a pair of underwear is a little bit steep. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to do it, though. Like, I was thinking maybe I could get like four pairs. Still, that's like... Hundred twenty dollars. That is a lot yeah. of money for four pairs of underwear. But if that's the only underwear I have for the rest of my life, then <laughs> it's like the opposite of George Costanza, <laughs> who's like, eventually I'm going to own three hundred sixty-five pairs of underwear, so I only have to do laundry <laughs> once a year. <laughs> if you could fit three hundred sixty-five pairs in the washing machine, that might be worth it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, do you have the next question? Yeah, Pure Ice forty thirty-nine was asking about our land between the lakes video. Actually, he just asked if we had one because <laughs> oh. we mentioned it yes we do the answer is yes uh it's just a short five minute video i don't know where it is now but we were thinking of using the raw footage and putting something together yeah wait eventually. we don't have the original thing that we put together no, we got rid of it on the channel and really? i don't know where the file is but but it was good <laughs> yeah that why was did we get rid good. of it that seems we were just like trying paranoid to clean out about, the channel and like well, we were paranoid about like uh third-party content oh causing a problem. right we were, oh, okay. yeah use third-party music but we still have the raw files. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've got lots of trips like that. We've got enough music that we could put our own music on there anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could make that. But honestly, our time's better spent actually editing Yosemite. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. In the future, we'll, we'll, sometime, we'll get around to that Land yeah. Between the Lakes video. Just the same way we had that Mohican video. Yeah. But I feel like, a, I don't know about you guys, but like, I feel like a surge of like actual motivation. Like, I feel like the ball's going to like, you know, like you get a ball rolling on your projects and then it's like rolling you're like okay good now it's really rolling and then it stops yeah and then you're like okay okay let's get this rolling again (laughs) but i feel like now we can really get it to a steady roll and just be like yeah 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 and actually you know i'm never gonna actually this kind of relates to botany boy one's question he was asking about the editing process and i'm never doing a day hike ever again I'm only going to film backpacking because it's just something about it. The flow is so much easier to film and to edit and to piece things together. Like, well, you better, uh, (laughs) isn't your little find your park thing all just day hikes anyways? Yeah. We'll figure out a way to make that. (laughs) But that's kind of interesting because it's like meeting new people and like, oh yeah, that'd be great, dude. I'm going to, I know I'm actually going to approach that as if it's like a metropolitan memorandums, like, because it's like more people focus more like activity focus you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um which so what was the question <laughs> oh he was bonnie boy was just wondering about the editing process in general and like no, what was the previous question we were supposed to he be was just asking about our land between the lakes video yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah so that that covers that basically <laughs> um but for editing we use adobe premiere yeah we um, recently switched to that we were using sony vegas before mm-hmm. we switched to premiere mostly because you can do after effects stuff in it really easily and also do audio editing and audition. 
And basically, the first thing we do is like we get all our files, 400 gigs worth or whatever, sort them into days, like in folders, day right. one, day two, day three. We used to sort it by Steadicam versus Tripod, um, but we just put it all in according to day. Yeah. yeah. And then we have like folders for all of our audio. Like when we record ourselves talking, we have separate audio files that we need to match up with the video file. Um, eventually, we have a folder for music and a folder for narration. Mm-hmm. We just sort of put it all together. Yeah, I would say that what we do is we go through the clips, find the ones that we like, and just kind of throw them together in a crude timeline. And then we go through it and start clipping it and editing yeah, it and cutting I, it to kind of make it flow really well. I noticed Robbie and I have a difference. Because like, what I would do is I would go and then I'd preview the video. And then if it didn't blow me away, like like a lot of times I would just skip clips entirely without yeah. even putting them in the file. But you put like every single one in and then yeah, we go I just, back. You, I feel like the easiest way for me to do it is you just rough them all in. And then you watch it a couple times, and then you say, "This is pointless. This is pointless." And then lots of times you need like a basic song in there to kind of figure mm-hmm. out the flow of it. It's funny because <laughs> we, when we made that stupid video we just did, the yellow-bellied woodpecker, <laughs> whatever, what was it? Yellow-bellied yellow woodland putty. putty. Yeah, <laughs> that type of video is the easiest to edit, to edit oh, yeah. ever because you know exactly what it's supposed to be. You put A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But this, it's you. You basically have like vomit all over the floor, and you gotta like organize the different chunks into like a scene <laughs> and a reasonable story. So like, but there's so many different parts that come into it at once that it's just like uh, you just kind of have to have to have faith that it's gonna all assemble together. See, it's finally. funny though because when I used to edit, I would make sure it was like the final product for this section, and then go on to the next section. Yeah, yeah. But I find that if you do that, you spend too much time on one section like you just keep i don't know that that's how i feel if i if i edit it yeah. that way but then like sometimes when i just drop all the files and i just get frustrated i'm like i don't <laughs> want to go back to this at all uh, yeah. yeah well i'd say it's kind of like you know when you write a paper you start with like the outline mm-hmm. And then you do the rough draft. See, I don't edit do that. <laughs> I just write it the night before. <laughs> well, Andrew, you've edited the majority of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So, like, how have you done your editing? Like, how, how has it actually been in practice? I mean, so, like, I'll go through each video file, like, see what it is. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll put this here. And then I, when I'm, actually, before I, like, so if there's a scene, I try to imagine how these clips will be sequenced in my head. Right. And then finally I get something I like and I put that all together. And then I try to have it as final as possible obviously sometimes you'll still go back and cut things and yeah. make them shorter but usually yeah i like try to get it finished and then move to the next scene well or... like with yosemite right now the that's I not think... at all what we're doing with yosemite. yeah well when you saw me editing yosemite earlier it's the part of the thing is that those each clip looks amazing like it's been really easy in yeah. the past like when we did red river gorge just you just throw the clips out that look like garbage. You're just yeah, like, yeah. nope, nope, nope. But every single shot looks amazing on this. So I'm like, well, let's just well, put it all in Well, you got to raise the bar, you know? Like, because yeah. compared to some of the shots, these amazing shots look like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so we just got to get rid of those <laughs> well, ones. Well, I mean, but... when we were editing Mammoth, that's how I, when I, the parts that I edited, that's what I did is I just put in the parts that, I just put in everything. Get them all roughed mm-hmm. in and then you cut from it. But See, sometimes I don't, I wouldn't even put them in if I didn't like the shot yeah. that much. Or that if I thought it makes more sense, like, actually. Actually, I do, I skip a lot of Steadicam shots. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always film too much Steadicam. Like, yeah. every single time we come back and I'm like, why did I, I've just been filming this It's because when you're actually out there, you're like, this looks amazing, this looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. Can't miss a single shot yeah. or else you might regret it later. Yeah. But you know, it's like uh, making syrup. You gotta boil the sap down to the most sugary <laughs> thick yeah, substance. You just get like the most... <laughs> juicy parts yeah. like that's also that, called reduction in cooking yeah. yeah editing is just like exactly that it's just cutting 
So, yeah. But I don't know. Was he asking that for like advice, or was he just curious about he it? He was just curious. Um, but I'm, someone was asking advice, and that was because I got very specific advice for any type of creative endeavor. Well, Jesse Hoffman, Jesse quote unquote Chipmunk Hoffman, was asking how we made our channel more popular. Oh, and I <laughs> when I saw this. For some reason, I didn't think in my head that this was a question for the podcast, so I just answered <laughs> with some yeah. basic advice. I was like, I think that he was kind of wanting us to address that on a podcast, <laughs> I but like, oh. I guess oh, we can maybe each right. go around and kind of talk about... Rule number one, <laughs> make something good. Yeah. yeah. Just make something that you like watching, and then just... It, if, there's gonna be, if it's going to be popular, you'll find a way. But yeah. number one, you got to make something that you yeah. like. Rule number two... Put the effort into it. Whatever you're going to do, put the effort into it. Don't half-ass it or anything like that. Because if you are going to make something, you need to make sure that it, it looks good compared to whatever else is out there. Yeah, because you're not... It, like mm -hmm. Getting yourself to watch something that you've made is one thing. But getting somebody else to give a crap about whatever you're making, like that's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. yeah. So give it your all. Rule number three, promote, uh, promote things with other people, like cross promote, collaborate, you know, add their little channel to your channel on the side. Yeah. Add us, it's funny add too, us to your channel. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really think of ourselves as like a successful channel all. yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, so it's funny that he's asking us. I'm like, well, I don't think we're quite there yet. No, yeah, we're, this is not, but that, by... that's another thing actually. Sorry. Go ahead. No, there's just this by no means is supporting us. Like yeah. I don't want people to have that misconception. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't feel, don't, don't stop feeling sorry for us yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but another thing is, um, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, well, go to Reddit. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, social media. Don't be afraid to self promote. I think yeah, that's exactly. like in your real life at the same time. Like, people are always like so. People modest, on Reddit yeah. are such hypocrites, man. If you're saying my girlfriend made this or like my friend made this, then they're like, yeah, I'll vote. Yeah, I'll vote but yeah. if it's I made this, same exact thing, they're like, like how dare you self promote yourself? Reddit like, is <laughs> literally like the definition of self promotion because <laughs> the only. The, this is a huge tangent, but I'm just going to say this. Sometimes when I see people post on Reddit, and like some people post a lot of stuff on Reddit, like every hour they're posting a link, I'm just like, what goes through their head? Do they see something, and the first thing that pops in their head is like, man, I could get so much karma on Reddit for that. <laughs> I was like, what is the point? Like, the, every, the whole reason people... Okay, not, the reason of 99.9% .9 posts on Reddit is because people just want the karma. Yeah, it's not, really Not just to phenomenon. genuinely Whose share something. Whose line is it anyway, man? The points don't matter. Yeah. yeah. So it's Everything's like, made up and the points So, don't like, matter. everyone just wants the karma. They just want to self-promote themselves. They just want to make themselves feel better. So, yeah. like, what harm is it is if well, we go I think, and, you know... you know, that's touching on something in general. If your point... If you're making stuff to have a successful channel or to be a success, it's like you're chasing after a rainbow, Okay, because like once you get that success, then what? You just like go bask in the glory of the success. Like if the process of what you're doing to become successful is not inherently enjoyable to you, it's not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not enjoying it, you'll never reach that rainbow anyway because you're hating the process so much. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, some um, practical tips. The title of your video, I think, is what influences the searching like the search terms the most yeah. like oh, tags don't do anything. i know what i was tags gonna say anything, now yeah. um earlier i was gonna say if you're starting a new youtube channel reel in your expectations 
Yeah. Don't expect that you're just going to have some video and it's going to blow up and you're going to get a million views and I thought we were going to get 200,000 views like the God's One Marine does because I think our videos are just as good as his. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. No, no. There's but nothing wrong with his videos. Yeah. It's he just like, videos. but you just can't expect that because... Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I'm just saying because because that's just not how it works, you know? <laughs> You'll just be really disappointed. Like, I know. I was if s- you knew how many... Let- Sorry. <laughs> Let me just say this one more thing. If you knew how many Let's Play channels there are on YouTube that have like very few subscribers you know you would know that there, it's not oh i started a let's play now i expect the you know subscribers to roll in no you have yeah. so you have to be reasonable two things one is that brought up a good point don't compare yourself to other people like <laughs> yeah. just just do your own thing okay and don't compare your success and don't like try to be like oh how come i'm not growing as fast as them and how come i'm not doing this just this like same goes for real life just do your own thing worry about your own business the other thing is, uh, if you're doing YouTube specifically, it is not any easier to be a huge success than it is in any other type of like mainstream media. Mm. So like, the access is easier. You can get a video on YouTube just by pressing upload, right? But the amount of work that goes into making it good, like even like PewDiePie, all these people who you think they're just like playing games for fun, they do a lot of work. I guarantee you, they work five times more than we do mm. and we work quite a bit on these videos mm. five times is probably super conservative I, estimate. I don't know about that pewdiepie man <laughs> yeah pewdiepie man like just i haven't of, watched his videos lately yeah, I so know, i don't know how much does, okay like he plays games for at least like two hours a day okay and that's part of his job do we sit down for two hours a day working on our videos? I play games for more than two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I got that part though, covered. <laughs> our actual filming process is like seventy-two hours. That's true. I don't know. I don't, but the, we should, but let's it not all circles back to, to yeah. Don't compare. Don't compare. Yourself. Yeah, there's yeah, no just, point. Um, do it for the fun uh, of it, I, I want to add something to uh, what Andrew said earlier about collaborating with other channels, and that kind of goes back to what I said too about putting the effort in and what Robbie said. Uh, basically, if you want to like reach out to another channel um and be like hey you know check out my channel robbie said make sure you're make sure you you know believe in your stuff i said make sure the effort you put the effort and make sure it's good because you know even if there's the people that you reach out to are super nice if your videos really aren't that good i mean Mm. they they probably aren't going to promote it because well, no, they might promote it, but they might. Well, anyone click it is the question. Yeah, you got to be honest. Like you, they could promote it, but it doesn't matter if they promote it to a thousand people, but only fifty of those people like it. You know. Here's my thing. This is my other thought. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, you guys might not agree with this, but I feel like don't ever think about how many viewers your channel has until you're making money. But even if you are making money, you won't even have to think about it at that point. Just. But I mean, I think. You should. I mean, if it takes like little effort to promote it on like Reddit, yeah, or I guess do, do the that. minimal. But just that shouldn't be your main focus at all. Just your main focus is whatever you're trying to make. Well, he was specifically asking about building your channel. Like, oh no, so, I, I know. Yeah. I'm on specifically that note, telling him don't think about building your channel. <laughs> no, on that <laughs> just note, just think though, about um, building your videos. We gotta thank Survival Lily because she recently gave us another shout out, and yeah. we've got like 500 more subscribers. Oh, and also on that note, send your stuff to us. Uh, because we will promote it. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm not in the business of competition. Like, I will promote whoever's stuff. There is plenty of viewing eyeballs for everybody. Yeah, like, like yeah. A, our a viewer for us does not mean one less viewer for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's when you said survival, Lily. Maybe a big part of it is luck. <laughs> because if she doesn't promote our videos, like we would have probably like 
2,000 less subscribers. Yeah. Like, so we owe her a lot as far as subscriber count goes. Yeah. Like, she... Also, check out her channel. Big ups to Lily. Yeah. You rock, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. All right, so the next question is from Mauricio Shiroma, and I hope I said that right. Um, but he wanted... He was asking about eating in the wild... Um, any stories uh, that we had to share about the best and the worst kind of food we had um, we, while we were camping, um, the best types of food to carry, uh, and he had he had a lot of questions about food, basically. So why don't we just start with what I just said right now, and then I can move on to the second part of his question. Okay, what? I don't remember any of the <laughs> questions. So the first okay, so one was the best and worst food that we had while we were camping. While we were camping specifically, or ever? Uh, well, I guess it doesn't say while we were camping, I assumed it was while it was camping, though. Hmm. I, it's hard to think of a worst food. Okay, well, the best food for me, as far as camping, is when we got done with the initial Smokies trip in 2009. And oh, then yeah, was... Afterwards, we went to this mom-and-pop place, and I ordered, like... I don't remember what I specifically ordered, but we had the frog legs, mm. the fried frog legs, and then the fried mm -hmm. green tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And then I had the... I finished Thomas's entree. I had a burger, <laughs> fries. God, hunger is the best spice. Like it really is. Makes any food taste ten times better. Yeah, I think um, if we were talking specifically camping trips, I think one of the best that we had was uh, that morning uh, of uh, Mammoth when we were cooking the eggs and the bacon. Oh yeah, that was good. That was good. Oh, Dolly Sod's Christmas man. Oh, oh yeah, that was good too. Man, that was so good, and that yeah. was extra satisfying because if you've watched the episode, we spent like an hour and a half getting <laughs> that fire going. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm so glad we have that on film. We yeah. can relive those meals. Like even as a viewer, like trust us, it was as delicious as we thought it would make it look like. Oh, <laughs> uh, best food! Some of the best food I've had non-camping is like the Senegalese restaurant in Columbus called Dabak, I think. They have some great fish and great uh, vegetable things. <laughs> oh, man. You know, speaking, Chinese food, man. Speaking of fish, Amber Indian, there's this one Indian <laughs> restaurant, and they have these, like, great... They have great buffet, too. I love those little honey balls. Oh, yeah, you yeah. You know, it's yeah. like a bread dipped in honey, and it's a ball. That stuff is so good. I ate so many of those, I almost gave myself diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you almost <laughs> Diabetes. Oh, you can't um, eat sugar. <laughs> all right, so what about, like, worst foods you had while camping? Uh, well, it's in hard Yosemite, to say. I made some mashed potatoes that I forgot to add salt to. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew forgets to add salt to everything. He's always well, like, he's I've like, always... I've always, I've pre-spiced this uh, mixture of stuff. And he's like, hey, Andrew, did you add salt to this? Because oh, I, I always forgot worry that. about adding too much salt. So then I like oh, go yeah. the opposite direction <laughs> and, and add I none. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I can't think of too many bad meals I've had in general. When you're camping, you can't really yeah, have a bad meal. Yeah. I remember yeah. this first Smokies trip we had. Um, <laughs> you, Someone brought a bag of lettuce, and that was the best lettuce I've ever eaten. It was just raw oh, lettuce. I did bring lettuce, didn't I? Yeah. It was like the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, when hungry. did I bring that? One time I brought a bag of lettuce and a bag of bell peppers. <laughs> I remember the like bell peppers. Bell I think peppers. that was Dolly Sod's. No, no, no! You definitely brought lettuce in the Smokies. I don't know. It must have been time. the first Smokies. I don't know, but but yeah, I, no, no, I remember the bell peppers and that does sound sort of familiar. The only bad food I've ever had was when I was living in New York City. We had Ethiopian food one time. Oh yeah, and like it's 
it was terrible. Like, it was legitimately bad. My roommate kept saying, like, Robbie, it's not good, man. Like, I know it sounds exciting and it sounds exotic, but you're going to go there and you're going to be like, let's go get some real food. <laughs> I like I like West African foods better, I think. Just from the I don't, very I, minuscule sampling I've had, like Nigerian, Senegalese, that's about it. But Sounds good. I haven't had any other African foods. Somalian's so. pretty good. One of the, uh, well, for me, when we're talking non-camping, actually, one of the, I'd say the least enjoyable food experiences i had was um actually when i was in taiwan really yeah um but this is okay so i i was with my dad's relatives my dad's brother and they were like asking oh what do you want to eat and i was like oh i don't really know like mcdonald's (laughs) no no no. i mean it's well i mean it's funny because you know you know for firsthand also in japan and like china and taiwan mcdonald's is really big like it's super popular but no no i said i was like oh you know i could really go for some like steak or something like that right so they took me to a steak house but it wasn't like steak american steak this was like asian steakhouse (laughs) and it was really unsatisfying because i was like i had this slab of beef with like asian sauce and stuff on it and i was like this is really not what i wanted (laughs) yeah i think in that expectations yeah mean a lot yeah well i mean that's a bad question to ask a tourist like you don't ask a tourist what do you want to eat you say we're eating yeah that's true yeah Yeah, yeah, like how are they gonna know what you're supposed to eat yeah yeah. like yeah yeah. i want you to show me what to eat yeah in this exotic locale i can't think of a bad meal i think they were just trying to like you know make me as comfortable as possible so no that's i totally threw them under the bus but (laughs) all right next next part of the question um he asks us what we think the best types of foods food to carry are well, we are not the best people to ask because we carry glass jars full of sauerkraut and kimchi. <laughs> and many people have admonished us for us. But you know what? I don't think there's any one right way to do things. I wear cotton when I go camping. So there. <laughs> I didn't know. Is that bad? Yeah, because it like, absorbs moisture. People are like, you should wear whatever. Oh, Ooh, no. Um, you know, it does I not think... matter. It does not matter. Yes. You know, as in life, judge not lest ye be judged. <laughs> <laughs> although, although you can make the arguments like, it's not a problem until it becomes a problem. Then yeah. you're like, well, you know, yeah, maybe but, they're right. <laughs> well, I think it's just like, uh, look, if you're trying to get to a certain place and somebody tells you this is not how you do it, hmm. then obviously you should listen to those directions. But like, if you don't care about like moisture absorption, sorry, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> if you rely on your gear more than on your knowledge, that's another problem. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, for me, like, I think, like, legitimately, I actually think this is one of the best foods you can carry. So make your own jerky. Because mm. jerky is like super light, it's you don't need to even eat anything else if you have jerky. Speaking of which, someone asked a question about this recently. I forget who, because they were making jerky too dry. But I don't think we can help with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you just don't dry it as long. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've but I, made I love jerky the jerky times. you make. I mean, mm. it tastes great, even yeah. if it is really dry. But you can just not uh, dry it quite as long, and then it's like super juicy and mm. delicious and. Actually, jerky is great, man. You put it in a bag, it like <laughs> takes up no space. It weighs like nothing. As long as you got some water and some jerky, you could last for. Yeah, a I long love flatbread stuff the, too. This, this is funny, actually, regarding this guy's question because it's like basically all about like food and camping food. But we were talking about doing an episode where we did a little less hiking, but did focus a little more on the campsite and like you know f- cooking some good cooking food and with stuff. Dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
Um, yeah, just read the rest of it. If he was looking for maybe general information on the best foods to carry, it's always the lightweight, high, you know, calorie, high energy foods. Because if you're going to do any sort of really strenuous hiking or long miles, you're going to need the energy and the calories. Because you're going to find yourself getting hungry and getting really tired if you don't bring stuff. Ramen solid, I guess. <laughs> those those food packets uh, Thomas had. Oh yeah, those are actually really tasty. Yeah. Those just kind of together really expensive. Not that bad, but, yeah, yeah. But they're so light, and yeah. you can if you just have add a dehydrator, then you're like set. Like we should experiment with that because we have dehydrators. Yeah, we could figure out. I some met people who food. made um, lentil soup, and it was like they rehydrated it. The tomatoes looked like real tomatoes again. It's great. Yeah, why don't we just cut up a bunch of vegetables? Yeah, cook them, dehydrate and then, them. No, cook them first. Oh yeah, cook them first, yeah. dehydrate them, and then get some meat, dehydrate that, and then. Put it all in a pot, and you can make an amazing like stew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's yeah. Really which was actually pertains asking, to the next question. Yeah, he was asking how to get a little fancier when you cook and when you cook a meal on a campfire. And there's like it depends oh, on the situation, yeah. but like there's some things you can do to kind of like you know make it a little bit more give your food a little bit more substance. And Robbie wanted to say something. Oh well, the simplest thing you can do, and I just remembered this. We haven't done it really since. Uh, is pre cook it. Wrap it in foil and then just take it out there and we throw did it that on the in Red fire. River Gorge. <laughs> I didn't oh, remember. Well, yeah, I guess we yeah. didn't cook it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, oh, that's yeah, if yeah. you're on a shorter trip and you you eat it within the next or couple it's cold. days. Yeah, yeah, or it's yeah. cold. Yeah, or it's really cold. Yeah. Um, one thing I did recently on a trip to Dolly Sods was I had my flour, had a little can of tomato paste, I had a block of cheese, um, canned mushrooms, some other things like that. Oh, anchovies, of course. Made a pizza. It was delicious. You just God, that sounds yeah. You good. make dough, flatten it out on a rock or something. Um, it's hard to cook it evenly, but <laughs> put that paste on there. Put everything else, cheese. It's great. And we made that hikers pizza the first time we yeah, made yeah. Sauce. yeah. That that's good. like <laughs> and that's a great. Thing. And sometimes it's just about like the things that you typically bring. You know, you can maybe like mix them in certain ways. Like what I used to do was I would bring like a packet of like oh I'd bring some uh, um like dehydrated soup. Mm-hmm. But then I would like throw in some sardines in it or something, you know, or or maybe take some instant rice, mix it with. Some soup it's funny because I always want to ask like, um, like non Chinese Americans or non Asian Americans how they ate ramen as kids, because I always hear the most outlandish things like, oh, I ate it with like beanie weenie or like with hot dogs <laughs> or like I I would cook it and then drain it and then put the flavor packet on. I'm like what? <laughs> we just, Put it in soup and put vegetables and meat in there. Like it's yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> no, I'm, but I mean, I'm sure it's delicious no matter what because it's ramen mm-hmm. and it's like. I guess all fat. One, one thing, <laughs> if, <laughs> if I were to give him like some strong advice, maybe would be to look into a dehydrator because that gives you a lot more options as to what to bring. Because once you start being able to dehydrate things, you can. I but I mean, no, none of us have actually done that yet, have we? Yeah, yeah. Besides but, meat, no, not really. But theoretically, you could. I mean, Andrew says people yeah. have dehydrated soup and things like that, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the one that we have works, but he was also asking about stuff you can find in the wild to make tea. Yeah, pine needles. Pine needles are very easy. Um, Specifically, spruce, uh, pine. You want to avoid you if you see that because that's toxic and (laughs) will hurt you badly. (laughs) Yeah, but pine needle teas is delicious. Mm -hmm. Like it really tastes quite good. Yeah, yeah. Anything with like stiff, fragrant needles is pretty much good to go. Yeah. Eastern hemlock is good. Not to be confused with poison hemlock, <laughs> which they don't look alike at all. They're completely different. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, pine needle tea is great. Uh, spice bush is a common understory bush that grows 
it's I don't know. It's like kind of generic looking, but when you learn to identify it, it's pretty easy. Sassafras is good. It has like these dinosaur shaped leaves. Um, I'm trying to think what else I. Well, I think that's a good start. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. don't need to information overload them. What's the next question there, Brian? Um, well, we this is one. the last part of the question. He was just asking us about culinary disasters. Um, every, time <laughs> every time <laughs> Andrew cooks. Every time Andrew cooks. Let's see, that, cornbread. That's just, a, that's just a cleanliness disaster. The food always turns out fine. <laughs> <laughs> the cornbread was a, a little a less than expected. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was still... You see, like that's that's why it's hard to answer the question, what's the worst hiking meal you've had? Because even the worst ones are fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll go with that. <laughs> I eat it again. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you're out there, you'll, you'll, you'll eat what yeah, you can take. Whatever, man. Yeah. I eat. I'll do whatever. <laughs> Fries, extra ketchup here. You need some napkins. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like that's it for the questions for this okay, podcast. Cool. So we're <laughs> approaching the end here of this episode. But what I wanted to talk to you guys about is we need to go on a adventure into a foreign country. Mm, yes, and agreed. We were talking about it a little bit today. But I really want to do like a travel episode oh, yeah. where we go to like Japan. Mm-hmm. And do you guys, I, I guess there's not really much. I have a question. I just <laughs> kind of wanted to bring that topic up because I'm really excited about it. But I just think it'd be awesome to go somewhere. Well, you know, travel. one we could do more reasonably soon was like uh, the Toronto one. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. I kind of want to do one where we go on a plane, though. Yeah, yeah. Like we're no. all on a plane together, and it's like exciting. I'm just, gonna say, I'm just gonna say right now, right now, my top choice is, to is Japan. Yeah, uh, Tokyo Japan. and Japan. No, because there's so many cool things we could do, like stay in a hotel in like a capsule hotel. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, we could go to the ramen place, and where you go, you put like a uh, one thousand yen into the. The vending machine, you get a ticket, and you just give the person the ticket, and you wait for your food. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be so much oh, fun. I want to go to a sushi bar where the chef tells me what to eat. Oh, dude. The, last time I went there, I went with... Uh, it was my friend. He was getting married there. And we went to the sushi bar, and the sushi chef... He like knew some English, but he was mostly speaking Japanese. But he was like talking with us, conversing with us, like slapping the sushi and stuff. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It'd be so much fun. Like it's kind of Japan, just like an exotic place. Like I lived there for a year, and I don't know if I'd like to live there, but visiting there, it just would be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so different, you know. We could like rent mopeds and stuff, and then like go moped into the countryside. That'd be so much fun. Dude, yeah. when I was in Bangladesh, I was in the rural countryside and like rode motorcycles around and oh, Plus man. Japan no has one... a lot of like sorry. No, no one drove with their lights on at night. That's <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um but I was gonna say Japan has a lot of like little, you know like alley like alleyways where they have lots of little restaurants too, mm-hmm. which are supposedly like a lot of good, you know, hidden hidden gems there yeah. or something i don't know if it's because i've always watched like anime and japanese movies i don't even watch that much of that but something about like imagining a japanese landscape whether it's like urban or otherwise is like really nostalgic oh yeah it's I don't weird know why. like mm. it, it's almost like sometimes i feel like it may, maybe has something to do with like a past life or something yeah. because like it does seem oddly nostalgic those type of like environments maybe mm. it's just that the japanese aesthetic is like really rooted in, in nostalgia no, like maybe Hayao Miyazaki, like he has the perfect aesthetic. Yeah, like, yeah. Miyazaki movies, maybe. or just like yeah, the fact that like all my favorite music is Japanese. Like so, yeah. it has something to do with something. I don't know what it is. 
But yeah, it like, seems like a really cool place. Yes. So For us to go. In the next... In the somewhat distant but not so distant future look forward <laughs> i feel like forward. we could do it next year well, you, no we could definitely do it next year 2016 i just don't know what that qualifies as the distant <laughs> near whatever metropolitan <laughs> memorandums you know what's funny is the channel has only been active for we were like a month a and a half year. what a month and a half or i mean a year and a half it's not even been a year and a half because well, we, we we released our first video June 21st of 2014. Yeah, 14? so that's a year and a half because oh, it's, it's October now. That's only four months since oh. June. Okay, well. I guess that's close. <laughs> Rounding <laughs> to the nearest half. Yeah, yeah, Rounded up to the nearest decimal point. <laughs> it's really weird. It seems way longer than that, probably because we started filming the September before then. Yeah, yeah. 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 But... That's definitely because we, we definitely started editing September and filming. September 2013, yeah. wow. It's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait till we're on PBS and we can. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You know, I've been thinking about that more and more lately. I don't know if our viewers know this, but we were like thinking we should pitch this show to PBS. The more I think about it, PBS is the old school. Mm. YouTube is the new school. Pretty much soon, like all the media is going to be on different formats than just old terrestrial television. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for us to like pine after like this lofty goal of PBS and instead just be like, you know what? We're going to make the best thing we can make right now. Mm-hmm. And YouTube well, is like... And, what- and that's the thing is that, I mean, not a lot of our viewers, but I've seen a couple comments saying like, oh, what am I going to see on Netflix? I mean, just the fact that they say Netflix and not like Discovery oh, or yeah, Travel yeah, Channel, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just shows that, you know, everyone's moving away from just cable TV yeah. to, you know online streaming things like that i will warn everybody though if we have a chance to sell out we will (laughs) (laughs) it depends man i'm not gonna promote coca-cola or something if it helps us if it helps us do this for a living i would be okay with that because this is what i want to do for a living Uh, yeah you know drink coke (laughs) oh a little side story about our yosemite trip What? what you don't remember when we okay, so oh, when we were yes, on the plane, yes, yes. we were on the plane to Yosemite. <laughs> My mind went completely. They give you the complimentary drinks, right? And I always get like Coke Zero or something like that. That's not and, an endorsement. Just a- <laughs> no, yeah, this is no endorsement. But uh, they do that little thing where they're like, "Oh, share a Coke with Bob, Bob from accounting." <laughs> Bob. Um, and so the lady brought me uh, my drink, and she was like. For some reason, I thought you might like this one, and it said "Share a Coke with an Adventure." And oh, I was that's like, awesome! I was like, that is a sign. And then on the way on back, the way back <laughs> I asked for another Coke, and the guy brought me a can, and it said "Share a Coke with an Adventure." And I was like, this is not coincidence. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I don't think it is a coincidence, but it's kind of like that episode of The Simpsons where they have the two barrels full of fortune cookies, <laughs> and it's like, should you stay together with your wife? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's like, oh, we're out of the nose. Open the yes barrel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, this actually relates to culinary disasters, but speaking of drinks on a plane, when I flew to Bangladesh, I was on an airline called Turkish Airlines. Great, great airline, by the way. I've heard that. Maybe free, it was from you. Free alcohol. Every TV, or every seat has a TV. But I tried this Turkish liquor called Rocky, and it's like it's comparable to Greek Ouza or something. It's like a licorice flavored. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, <laughs> some people Ouza. <laughs> I'm not a like huge drinker. I hate liquor because of the taste. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna try it. And it that was the worst tasting thing I have ever. 
<laughs> ever drinking. <laughs> like and we're so talking about a kid who has eaten many weird things. <laughs> I got a question. Is drinking a word? What? Drinking. Drinking? drinking? I don't know. Drinking. Drunk? Drink? Because I say drinking all the time, but... <laughs> I feel like it's not actually a word. <laughs> Someone leave a comment and tell us. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Are you asking drinking drinkin versus like drink and drunk versus like, drank? What's the correct pass? Drunk. Oh, you mean the like... the worst drink I've ever drinking? Oh, oh no, I don't think it is. It's just drunk. Yeah, okay. Drink. Or drink. I mean, what did drink. you think I was asking? I thought you were like saying drinking, but with like an apostrophe at the end. I was oh, like no. drinking. Like I'm drinking. Why'd you just say drinking? <laughs> and yes, it is a word. <laughs> oh man. Okay, any final thoughts? That would be a, a resounding <laughs> no. <laughs> Just uh, check us out on Patreon. We post some funny videos there and to our Facebook page. Please consider supporting us. Oh, we got these beautiful postcards for people who donate $25 or more per episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be sending us some of them out to Hong a Long. few of our pa- Yeah. Hong Long. Hong Long. He's mm-hmm. a fantastic Sun Jan patron. Huang. Oh, yeah. Sun Jan Huang, my brother, is <laughs> also, also a fantastic patron. <laughs> is there one more? There definitely no, is. What? No, there's no not... more $50 ones. No, but... no 25 But there's one. No? Oh, okay. Oh. I thought we had three different postcards. Yeah. It could be you. You could yeah. be the first it one. It could be you. These look beautiful. We're going to take a picture and post them to Facebook. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. a good idea. Like, I don't know. I think they're really cool. <laughs> There's one where it's just us at River Gorge. There's one that's like really artsy and like paint splatters and geometric oh, shapes yeah, and different yeah. seasons. There's one of like a rural road at night that I photoshopped and it looks like photorealistic to me. Oh yeah. It looks and for really some cool. reason it's like really nostalgic to me. I'm just looking at your glasses right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's missing one of the earpieces we talked about. Oh yeah, earlier. I need to fix that for you. But don't it's I? just like <laughs> Well that's yeah. the, I don't know where the earpiece went. <laughs> oh so you lost the earpiece and the screen. I thought now. I put it in my jacket pocket, but maybe it's in the backpack. <laughs> who, who graduated in 06? That was my high uh oh, oh, 09. That was my high school. <laughs> yes. yes. No, that's that's Andrew's. No, that's my high school, yeah. yeah. Oh nine. Oh wow. High school? Oh nine, yeah. Holy yeah. crap, I was oh three. <laughs> oh wait, we are Six years apart now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think that does it for Campfire Chronicles episode Mm -hmm. six. Somebody uh, pee on that fire. Okay. Disperse the embers throughout the forest floor. Covering the whole Cover the spot with leaf litter. (laughs) (laughs) Leave no trace in our living room. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Please be patient for Yosemite. We are working. In fact, we're going to work on it right now. Mm. And it'll be out soon. <laughs> because before this podcast, <laughs> you were just watching was, Michael Jackson videos. I was videos. literally, I was in the other room, and all I heard was different music videos. Like, like I heard, like, maybe four or five Michael Jackson songs, and then I heard Highway to the Danger Zone. Uh, and I was just sitting there going, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, man, good times. All right, thank you for listening. We are out. Yes.